0: Hi, I'm Donna Anderson, host of True Love Fraud Stories and Love Fraud Live, and today I have great news for you. Yes, there is life and love after the sociopath. I am living proof. Perhaps you listened to episode one of this podcast series, the story of my marriage to James Alwyn Montgomery who was a personality disordered con man. When I finally figured out that my marriage was nothing but a scam, I was heartbroken, enraged, devastated. I spent a lot of time curled up on the floor crying. This turned out to be exactly what I needed to do. It allowed me to release the emotional pain of the experience so I could recover and move on and I did about a year after my divorce I met the love of my life Terry Kelly now we've been together for more than 20 years we talked about our relationship in an episode of the love fraud live podcast which follows we want you to be encouraged Love and happiness are certainly possible after the sociopath. Hi everybody, I'm Donna Anderson.
1: And I'm Terry Kelly, Donna's husband.
0: And we're here for a special edition of Love Fraud Live, where we're talking about real love because that's what we enjoy And um, the idea here is to reassure everybody that it is possible to find love after a sociopath. So, Terry, Yes. What do you remember about how we first met?
1: Well, we first met in Philadelphia in a club, in a bar, a blues bar, uh, 20 some years ago. And I remember you and your sister came walking in. The place was packed. I was at the bar uh, drinking and listening to music. And I waved both of you over to uh, to have a spot at the bar because that was the only place, we, you know, there was any room. So we did that, and we chatted for a while uh, with both you and your, your sister, uh, danced a little bit, enjoyed the music. And then shortly... Uh, before uh, uh, closing, you sent your sister packing. (laughs) I did. Yes, so it was uh, rather, so Donna uh, uh, and I uh, just uh, enjoyed a great conversation, and we hit it off, and. uh, uh, We we, closed
0: the bar, I hadn't (laughs) done that in about 20 years. The last
1: time we closed the bar.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is true. So um, so anyhow, we kept in touch and on our first date, you took me to a fancy restaurant in a casino mm-hmm. and I told you the story of my sociopathic ex-husband, mm-hmm. which many of Love Fraud readers may know. Uh, this guy took a quarter million dollars from me. He cheated with six different women during our two and a half year relationship. He had a child with one of those women. And then 10 days after I left him, he married the mother of the child, which was the second time he committed bigamy. So, so I told you about that. So
1: she told me about that, and I promptly ordered another drink, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and she had me trapped in the banquet, so I couldn't run away. So I listened <laughs> to the story, and uh, uh, she was very sincere and honest, and uh, I, I was, uh, just believed in her story, and it was, it was incredible that she survived that, and uh, she has a lot of, uh, uh, what I want um, to say, to, fortitude to just to power on. So I was impressed with that after hearing the horror story. And uh, uh, so we had a great uh, evening, and uh, uh, we uh, enjoyed one another's company, told each other our stories, and I had my own story, so it, it wasn't uh, a total shock to have a horror story because I had my own. So uh, that was how we uh, uh, exchanged stories.
0: So it didn't scare you away?
1: didn't scare me away, no.
0: Well, that's really great. So on our second date, now this is very, um, something that really impressed me, was uh, Terry comes walking up the front porch, the steps to the front porch, and in his hand he's got some papers like this. And he brought me his tax return. (laughs) His tax return. So, why did you do that?
1: Well, I didn't want to think you were you were uh, dating a uh, uh, another con man, I guess, that I actually had made money and make, was making money, and uh, I felt that uh, you needed some reassurance.
0: And it was very reassuring, yes. and actually, he handed it to me, and I looked at it, and he says, well, don't you want to examine it? And I said, no, I've seen enough, and I gave it back. But I was really touched that he was willing to do something like that for me. Mm, Okay, so So we started seeing each other pretty much every week uh, because we lived about an hour apart. And um, soon you invited me on vacation. And we went, where did we go on that first vacation?
1: We went to Canada.
0: Yes, Quebec, Canada. Quebec. So tell us about that trip. What did you like? It
1: was was a wonderful uh, uh, trip. uh, it was springtime.
0: No, it was summer. Middle summer of the time, summer. Middle yes, of summer. July.
1: And uh, so the weather was great. Uh, the people were great, and we enjoyed one another's company tremendously. Uh, we did a lot of uh, some sightseeing and uh, a lot of um, getting to know one another. Yeah. And uh, it was we just stayed a, in
0: the front neck. Yeah, it
1: was just a, it was just a wonderful time to get to know one another in a relaxed way, and uh, we, we enjoyed it very much.
0: And we saw the International Fireworks Festival, uh, which was just fabulous. It was fireworks coming out over the waterfall. So um, we enjoyed that a lot and, and hiking in the woods where we almost got lost. Uh, but we did manage we did. To, to survive that. We did. Um, but there were, there were a lot of adventures and, and it was a great time. Yes, it was. So, so we dated for four years and neither one of us ever brought up like asked where the relationship was going so why do you think that worked
1: well i think we're having such a great time that time fl- flies by i think that the uh the key here is about love is when it's real the time just uh, just uh, goes by so quickly you don't realize you know uh, the day the week the month the years and they went by four years it was incredible and um uh, so we turned around one day and our, our circumstances changed uh, a little bit our, where, where I was living and so forth and so forth. And Donna said, Why don't you come here and stay? My office uh, uh, had been shut down. I said, Okay, let's do that. And so we spent a few months uh, uh, preparing the house to get together and, uh, and I was preparing to propose to her. Yes. And, and notes to her. yes. Uh, so we did that back in Philadelphia. And uh, I surprised her with an overnight stay and some uh, dinner and music at the Ritz Ritz Carlton, and gave her a nice engagement ring. Yes, and uh, we had a wonderful time, and uh, she was very surprised, and uh, we were both thrilled with the uh, the whole the whole thing was just thrilling.
0: It really was, and I actually was surprised because, as I said, we never talked about where the relationship was going. We were simply going with the flow and enjoying each other's company. Mm And um, and then Terry said he he wasn't going to be a kept man and uh, was willing to make a commitment. And so he proposed and then we planned our wedding for uh, five or six months later. I guess it was. And uh, Terry wanted to have it close to Valentine's Day. So, which we did, today is Valentine's Day, and two days ago was our anniversary, right. our 18th, 18th wedding anniversary. Yeah. And so, yeah, we had a very nice day together, went out to dinner, and um, also then after we went out to dinner was the Super Bowl, and our team lost, but oh well, you know, we still had a great day. Right. So, um, what do you remember about our wedding day?
1: That flew by, too. It was, it was, very, it was very quickly. It was a very nice uh, day. I mean, it was uh, uh, the weather was nice in February. Mm-hmm. It was very mild. I remember that. And everything went uh, as planned. Your relatives and friends were there. So we had a great time. The hours just flew by. And um, I remember you were very elated. She was beaming. And so was I. Yes, you so were, was beaming, I. we're both too. beaming. So it was—it was a thrilling day, and I'm glad we—I made the commitment, and and Donna made the commitment to me, and it was very—I uh, uh, don't know—momentous, I guess. Uh, it, was, it was a big, uh, uh, monumental time in both our lives. I think we found that we found true love.
0: Yeah, yeah, and we danced to our our song, which was. I can't help falling in love with you by Elvis Presley. The King. The King. Yes, yeah. So that was that was a great time. And then we went on our honeymoon down to St. John in the Virgin Islands, yeah. and that was fabulous. Just uh, enjoyed snorkeling and going around to all the uh, outdoor areas and the restaurants. So, um, so that was great too. We, we fabulous. Enjoyed, yes. It was good. Very nice. yeah. yeah. So. Um, what do you think are some of the special moments that we've shared since we've been married?
1: Well, I think every day waking up <laughs> <laughs> to you saying, uh, good morning, sweetheart, is special every day. <laughs> no, and she does that, too. Really, she does. And uh, uh, so I, I enjoy that every day. I mean, it's, it's, it's special just to be, uh, being, be loved every day. There are special moments, I mean, vacations and so forth, yes, but every day is uh, is a pleasure, you know, being with Donna, so I, I appreciate her very much.
0: And we both appreciate each other, and I think a, a big reason for that is because we both had our stories from what happened before, and, um, you know, because of having the bad experience, it makes it so that when we're having a good experience, we just appreciate it all that much more um you know because of the bad experience so uh, it it, there really is a a lot of appreciation there's a lot of respect um which is key to any happy relationship and um you know we we just um respect each other and and do what we can for each other and and we're a team you know we, we are we're a team around the house we're a team in business obviously and and we just support each other as as much as we can which is great Okay, and the other thing that we don't do is we don't argue very much. <laughs> no, and, we really don't. Yeah. So um, the only thing that we argue about is, you know, what, what, how we're going to decorate the house. <laughs> uh, that's about the only thing that we, we sometimes have disagreements on, but then everything else pretty much just kind of gets worked out. Okay, so um, why do you think our relationship has worked?
1: Because you do the decor. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's as simple as that. Uh, no, I think, uh, well, she has two brothers. And the one brother, her younger brother, is very tough. And, and uh, I, I didn't want to let Don again again because, uh, you know, Greg threatened me. He said, if you don't take care of <laughs> this girl this time, you're done. Because the last guy was, you know, not good. So, no, that's, no, uh, just kidding. Uh, but, um, yeah, we were both looking for uh, for love. Uh, like everybody was and uh, is. And uh, Donna had a heart of gold. I have to say, you know, she has a heart of gold. And, uh, and I respected that, and that's what I wanted. And that's what we both wanted, I think, mm-hmm. is to have a relationship where we care about one another. And, and that's the way we live day to day, is we care about each other's uh, uh, well-being, mm-hmm. I think. So I think it's very important to be conscious all the time of uh, your partner.
0: Yes. Yeah. Okay. So it looks like we have a couple of questions. So tiny face McGee says, did you work on boundaries? I'm so easy to dominate. I'm like a frog being slowly boiled. I didn't even notice I have no boundaries until I am paying for everything and being a 24 hour on call slave. Well, I, I'm so sorry that's what you're enduring. Um, it, it sounds familiar because that's what it was like when I was uh, involved with the associate path. But when you have the right partner, that's not an issue. I mean, like we, we don't have to worry about boundaries. We don't have to try and figure out, you know, where the limits are because it, it just doesn't come up.
1: Yes. And trust is a big factor. I mean, I trust Donna. If she says she has to do something or go somewhere, if she told me tomorrow she had to go away for two days, I said, fine. You know, whatever you need to do, you know what you need to do. I think respecting one another's uh, uh, boundaries is important. No matter what, you have to support the other person. And and that's called respect uh, for their uh, individual uh, life. And, uh, you know, so no matter what Donna has to do, or I have to do. We respect that, and uh, and uh, go ahead and do it.
0: And and that's an important point because we do both have our own lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we we do both have things that we do on our own. There's plenty of things that we do together, but we, we have separate interests. Uh, you know, and we there are things that, and we have separate work uh, in addition to the work that we do together. So, um, and that's okay. You know, because we're we're both full complete people on our own and so when when we come together that means there's two people who are supporting each other as partners as equal partners and 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 that's what makes it work okay so kind of says uh do you have kids together and actually um i don't have any children and terry does i have two um, but no, we don't have children together. Uh, this is a second marriage for both of us. And maybe that's why
1: it works. It could be. <laughs> because kids are, yeah, you know,
0: kids. <laughs> we don't have to argue they're, about kids. <laughs> they're, very, they're very
1: demanding, and and it's uh, so it's we don't have children together, and, and that could be part of it. Okay. I, I, I guess. And, I don't know. You know well, we we, 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 have, we have each other.
0: Had we been younger when we met, uh, it probably would have been different. But um, it didn't work out Even that way. Even if we way. had
1: children, I, I don't think it would. Uh, uh, it, it it would be the same relationship. It would it would be strong.
0: Yes. Okay. Okay. So, how did you two de- decent people end up in prior sociopathic domains? You know. Anybody can come across a sociopath, and, and there's just too many of them out there. You know, it's about 12% of the population. Um, once I learned what a sociopath is, I realized that at least two prior men that I dated probably were some level of disorder, not as bad as the one I married, but, but they did have some level of disorder. So it can happen to anybody. And, you know, as you learn what they are, you, you see them in all kinds of circumstances. So I would say that um, a lot of decent people have run into people who are disordered, and it's just the way it is. And I
1: would say in the beginning of a relationship, uh, usually the disordered person uh, masks yes. who they are to a tremendous degree. And in my case, that was true with, with my ex. And uh, I mean, I didn't find out for years later that she was a different person uh, that, that I didn't recognize or, or care for that, you know, in that way. And, uh, and, and I think that's what happens. In, in your case, uh, James hit a lot of things. Absolutely. They're not, not going to tell you everything that's... They're uh, uh, not going to scare you off right away. They want to draw you in. And some people do it unconsciously, and other people do it consciously, um, uh, to, you know, to con you and uh, uh, to get what they want. But eventually, the mask slips off, and it it can be hell, and it usually is.
0: Yeah, and and many of us, of course, know exactly what that's like. Okay, all right. Issa says. I finally feel like I've met the right person after the sociopath, but they have really bad trust issues and avoid their feelings, even though everyone around us can see there's something special. Recovery is always the answer. Okay. And, um, I know that I worked a lot on my recovery after the sociopath. So if you think, that this person is good for you but they have trust issues well then that just means uh, he or she has more recovery to do and you know sometimes there is a role for that um, in a relationship because relationship can also be part of your healing Um, but you do have to be careful and make sure that this person you know your partner is working on recovery and that you're not a crutch. I mean, you could be supportive, but you don't want to be the one holding up the entire relationship. So I would say that if it feels like it could work out and perhaps your partner just needs more time, give it some more time and, and see how it works out. Um, sometimes Sometimes it may not work out um, and it, because sometimes we're meant to just travel along with somebody for a while and then that's it. And, and that's, it's not meant to be permanent. So you just, you know, if, if, if you're not looking too far ahead and trying to figure out what's going on and, and just staying in the moment and enjoying what's mm-hmm. going on in the moment, mm-hmm. um, then see how it develops. And, you know, if, if, it, it could just be... Uh, a temporary uh, involvement well
1: that's a good point about being in the moment you know our relationship is moment to moment and when it's moment to moment you're enjoying each moment those moments become as I said before days weeks months years and you don't realize it Mm -hmm. and so but you're always in that moment enjoying it and I think that's uh, something that's that's special
0: Yeah. yeah yeah okay All right, so Lisa says, I've done much recovery after being married to a sociopath, although I'm still not sure I can trust again. Advice? If, yeah, um, keep working on your recovery. If you're still feeling that you don't have the capacity to trust, that means there's more healing to do. So um, it's very important to make up your mind that you want to recover and you want to heal and then do things that make you happy. Okay. So, you know, the the recovery process has two parts to it. First is allowing yourself to feel and then release the emotional pain. And then the second part is doing things that make you happy. Anything that makes you happy, anything that gets you among people. And, focus on just having people around you having friends doing things with people and then you know something just may evolve Uh, out of somebody if you belong to an organization or or go to events or or take a class or or something along those lines you know just work on your recovery and then be around people and just kind of let it flow and, and see what happens. So I mean, take your time. I, right. I, I think that would be the a good thing. The main thing is to
1: be your own person and yes. have your own life. Uh, and uh, and the other person needs to have their own life too. Mm-hmm. And so you respect one another's uh, life, but you come together to uh, uh, to enjoy each other's life. But everybody has their the, their own individual life and interests. And I think that's important. Uh, needy people. Uh, can overpower somebody else and just take them over it's not a good relationship so you meet somebody that that's uh you're interested in see if they have their own life and and you should have your own too your own interest and they should not interfere with yours and you should interfere with them and respect to what they do and if that doesn't work then i'd move on
0: okay Did your prior sociopathic partner try to hook into energy centers and feed off of or drain out life force energy? Um, Probably, uh, because I think that's what they do. Um, I kind of doubt it was conscious, but I think that that's kind of the, the energetic signature of someone who's disordered. So let's see. And that says, Happy Valentine's Day and Happy Anniversary. Thank you. Thank yes, you. yes. Okay. Oh, wow. So Susie says, You two lovebirds make such a nice couple. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, that seems to be all the comments that we have today. Um, Thank you, Terry, for joining me today.
1: My Thank pleasure. you, everybody. And, and happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Happy
0: Valentine's Day. And yes, you too can have a happy Valentine's Day. All it takes is deciding to make up your mind that you want to recover and then being open to the possibilities.
1: All the best to you.
0: Thank you tonight, and we'll see you again next week. Thank you, everybody. I'm Donna Anderson, and I hope you found this conversation from my Love Fraud Live podcast to be helpful and reassuring. Love Fraud Live, as the name suggests, is a live show that I stream every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. I explain all things sociopath, such as why they do what they do, how they affect you, how you can recover. Then I answer your questions. To participate in future episodes of Love Fraud Live, please become a premium subscriber. You'll also get True Love Fraud Stories ad-free, plus special bonus content. True Love Fraud Stories and Love Fraud Live are produced by by lovefraud.com. I'm the author of lovefraud.com. Engineering is by Terry Kelly. To learn how to recognize and recover from everyday sociopaths, visit lovefraud.com. And for more information about true love fraud stories, or if you'd like to share your story, visit podcasts.lovefraud.com.